Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, already know. a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, Gangster Rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, what is do, baby? What it do? Welcome back to episode two, three on three listeners. It's your boy Chris Williamson here, the three on three podcast where we're keeping you so informed and enlightened about some of the hottest topics going on in the NBA, the W, and men and women's college hoops. I'm doing great. Like, I just came off a weekend where I went to the in laws, my wife, going to the family reunion concert tour, Kirk Franklin, Tamil the Man, all of that. So, I'm feeling blessed and highly favored, and I know. I know my girl Tarika is feeling good. Ain't that right? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. Another week, um, another week in the books. I've been home for like a good four days, which is something very um, rare this time of year. So I'm excited about that, but I'm only going to be home for maybe about another five more days because um, in a week, I will be going to France. And you know what's crazy? I'm going to France and I have been practicing. So I used to speak French and I say used to because I haven't in like 20 years. So I've been practicing my French. Like okay. I've been, I got my Duolingo app. I've been practicing every day, speak, you know, going through. I'm ready. You know what I mean? But I'm going to let y'all know how, how my French trip is once I get back. But we got a guest today. Enough about me. We got a guest today. <laughs> we got Not only do we have a guest, this, this individual, Tarika, is a bona fide talent when it comes to her expertise, not only as a player, but also as a coach. And that is former Maryland Terrapin, okay, now coaching with Baylor as an assistant coach, also coached at UConn. She's been to four Final Fours as a player and a coach. Please welcome Chloe Pavlik. What's good, Chloe? How you living? What's going on, guys? Thank you so much for having me. I, I don't know if y'all can see me, but I've been smiling the whole time, like Ronald McDonald. I'm like, all right, let me just let me bring down the smiles a little bit. Uh, Tarika, I know you're going to France. Bring me back some Louis, some Chanel, whatever, whatever it is. What? I, I need that. Just just be careful of the bed bugs. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Don't bring that back. Yes. No, definitely yes. don't. Don't bring that back. 
can't bring that back. My, you know what's crazy? I come from um, my my grandparents, great grandparents raised me, so I told them I was going to France. She ain't got no business on nobody's social media, but somehow she didn't found out about the bed bugs. Now she's talking about baby, put some mothballs in your bag. Mama, who the hell finna travel with some damn mothballs in my bag? <laughs> She try to help you out. She try. I can't. I can't. I can't. I ain't got time for grandma today with some mothballs. But um, we're happy to have you on the show, Chloe. Um, and we're missing Didi today, but that's cool because we still going to check in with her real quick. So, Didi, what's going on down under, sis? What's up, you guys? It's Didi Richards again. And I am so, so, so sad that I'm missing another episode. But... Like I said, I'm still loving Australia. Nothing much has changed other than the fact that practice is revving up. We're getting ready for game one in about eight days. So, like, I'm just really excited to be playing November 3rd, but I'm missing you guys more than ever. And I heard last show you guys are killing and I can't wait to join you guys. I am counting down the days whenever I'm with you guys again. And I love y'all. Three on three, fam. See you guys soon. All right, Didi. Appreciate you, girl. Um... Can't wait to get her back in the studio. But Chris, what well, I mean, what are we doing today, man? What are we doing? Yeah, what are we doing today? What are we doing? We I don't know. Listen, the NBA, <laughs> as if this recording, right, on Tuesday. We record Tuesdays, episodes come out Wednesday. The NBA is starting. Like, that is heaven for me. Okay? Because this is when people, NBA fans, casual, hardcore ones, are locked in. Then we go through a little bit of a drag, right? After December, October, November, December, January, February. But yeah, we talking Bucks, we talking Sixers, talking Blazers. Like, come on now. <laughs> Please That's don't lame. tell me you got the Sixers. What you said? What now? I said, please don't tell me you got the Sixers. That was the second team you listed. You. That, you know why you know why that uh, name that team came to mind is because of all the drama that's gone on with James Harden right this past offseason and now into the preseason but no I don't have the Sixers who well I let's have? talk about let's talk about who you got though Chris before I mean since you're about to since I could see in your face you're about to get all off into it and stuff so let's let's pump the brakes give us a second let me get you right okay <laughs> And right. then you and then we can get all them takes off, okay? Okay. Um, but I, I feel you though because it's been it's been 133 days since Denver won the NBA title, and we've already forgotten about them because <laughs> the NBA season has been filled with so much drama that we just we forgot that they you know actually won a championship not too long ago. But I mean, we've seen Chris Paul join the Warriors. We've heard rookie sensation Victor Wembanyama. He's lighting it up in San Antonio. You mentioned James Harden, although he's not showing up in Philly um, and has completely lost all self-awareness of how good he really is. Um, it, again, it just feels like Denver's championship is in the rearview mirror, that that 2022-23 season is in the rearview mirror. Um, but I really don't think there's any storyline that has truly hit harder than Dame time um, taking his playing time till Milwaukee, right? He's completely shifted the balance of power um, in the East. So when you think about him alongside Giannis Antetokounmpo, who, by the way, just signed a three-year extension for $186 million. Let me get a dollar, Giannis. Like, this is crazy. Um, it feels like the odds are now in the Bucks' favor to hoist the trophy this year. So, Chris, I'm going to bring it back to you to now share with me, where do you stand on this? Like, are you 
taking the bucks to win it all or someone else in the field got your attention? Let me be very clear. Giannis Antetokounmpo is one of my favorite players. He's been he's been that way or he's been one of my favorite players since I worked as a TV reporter in Wisconsin. So the answer is hell yeah. Like <laughs> I got the Milwaukee Bucks taking this ship, right? It's going to be against, I want to say, either the Nuggets. I would love to see that matchup between Nikola Jokic and Giannis down low, them bringing each other out on the wing. Uh, but I just feel like, this is a perfect recipe for Giannis and Dame to finally play with a counterpart that is really at their level. You know, this is the best guard that Giannis has played with all of his career. And this is the best forward that Damian Lillard has played with. Then you forget, you add in Brooke Lopez. Okay. We got Pat Connaughton, Bobby Portis, crazy eyes, all that. So I feel like they're, and then Chris Middleton, we can't forget about money, Chris Middleton. Okay. Money Middleton. He is, when he's healthy, that's the issue that you have with him. Like if, if he can't stay healthy, then I'm not sure if they're going to be able to pull it up. But if he stays healthy and he shows up at this guy who cooked in the NBA finals against the Suns, we're going to see Giannis hoist another ring with the Bucks. And what I, what I love about it is how he gave all this pressure to the Bucks organization, right? giving these interviews left and right. You know, if we're not committed to, you know, uh, winning a championship, right? I, I can't stay here, right? And and then, boom, they make a trade for Damian Lillard. But after they make that trade, they asked him about a contract. And since he was like, you know, I don't care about money. I care about a lot of money because he would get more if he signed it next year. And then, of course, he signs it, like, just a couple days, just a day before we start recording. So I love the the power move that he had there. But, yeah, I don't see – anybody being able to outduel them if all their pieces stay healthy. But that's just that's what I think. Okay. Okay. Chelsea, where, where are you on this? I'm Chloe. Damn it. Who the hell is Chelsea? Chloe, where <laughs> you, are you? You know what? You know what? You think about Chelsea Gray. That's I what was. You think about. I you was. Think about Chelsea I was. I'm looking dead at Chloe and my mind is realistically oh like, I'm like, what is? I'm, and girl, I'm over here really like, yeah, Chelsea, what do you think? <laughs> like, what are you like, oh, yeah, Chelsea? Who are we? What? <laughs> no, but Chris, all the points, um, I'm loving it. I just, I don't understand what it is on why we sleep on the Nuggets, on why we sleep on Jokic. And, and you just see it going into this season, them prior, prioritizing steadiness over change, right? No major changes at all. And to me, this core that they have, no one's touching them. I'm sorry. And, and to be honest, Phoenix is really my team. But I, I believe in the Nuggets. I believe in them going back to back. No one's even coming close. And I know that's, that's a hard take to say. But for me, I'm like, why do we keep sleeping on them? They're like the most forgettable team. And I'm just like, how? How with Jokic? Who is stopping Jokic? Who is stopping those numbers? I'm I'm going with them back to back. No question. No, no question. Stopping, nobody's stopping Jokic, but you can stop Jamal Murray. And oh, by the way, uh, one of the key pieces of that team, Chloe, was Mr. Bruce Brown. He's no longer there because he got the bag from the yeah. Pacers, right? So yeah. that that right there, that bench, that is what I'm really interested to see how their new bench performs but you're right nobody is stopping Jokic. that guy 
is ridiculous. Yeah, no, nobody is stopping Jokic. But you know what I'm interested in seeing? I'm interested in seeing this Boston Celtics team, right? I think um, the move of adding Drew Holiday and Kristaps Porzingis really shakes that team up for me. I'm even more so interested in seeing how Kristaps and, and Al Horford are going to play side by side with each other. That's going to be an interesting matchup for me, um, or at least an, an interesting partnership for me. But I need to see this Celtics team show me that they haven't been a joke, that this hasn't been a joke over the last like couple of years. I felt like they have been not even a piece or two away. They've had what it takes to win a championship. And last year, being on the brink of overcoming a 3-0 deficit, like they 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 showed me that they have what it takes, right? Um, and I do believe that losing Marcus Smart and, and his ability, not always consistent, but his ability to, to, to help keep them in games with his shooting ability, um, I feel like that's going to play a role, right? I, I need this to be the year that, that uh, Jalen Brown, like, be like, dude, I, I know y'all think Tatum is that dude, but I am also that dude. Like, I need that from the start of the season to the end of the season. Where I'm confused is do I believe they can beat the Bucks? And I don't know if I'm ready to go there yet. So as much as a part of me feels that the Celtics could be the team representing the East, the other part of me is like, if y'all don't figure out how to get over that hump, we might be looking at a repeat champion of Denver. Cause that's the only, to me, that is the, that is the one team. I think if, if Milwaukee can get to the finals, they may be the team that can beat Denver. But if they can't come out the East, I think Denver repeats. Um, and I started this segment on purpose saying that people forgot about Denver because for me, that is what's going to carry them through this season. People not going to respect Denver. They're not going to respect what they did. They're going to think it's a one-off team. Y'all going to sleep on Denver and they're going to run the East. I mean, run the West because we're going to be too busy talking about Bron. We're going to be too busy talking about the Warriors. We're going to be too busy talking about KD and Phoenix. We're going to be too busy talking about everybody else. And, and, but we ain't at all going to give no love to Denver once again. And they're going to run through the West once again. So that's where I am on it. Um, Chris, it looked like you was about to say something though. Um, it's not that we forgot about them. It's just that there's so many sexier storylines out there. Like yeah. had the moves not been made, like had Dame not gone to the Bucks, right? Had, you know, uh, Chris Paul not gone to the Warriors and all these other decisions, Jordan Poole going to Wizards, all that. Like, okay, maybe then we'll be talking about the Nuggets more. And they're a fascinating team, right? But ain't nobody sleeping on them. It's just we wide awake for these other teams because they made splashy-ass moves, okay? That's sleep. That's sleep. That Y'all napping. It that's sleeping. I mean, it's okay. It's to call it what it is, but you sleeping. You know what I'm saying? You're not really ready to accept because I don't think people respected their championship from the beginning, to be honest. It's kind of one of those situations where it's like, yeah, they won, but if Chris Paul had been able to play more games, then Phoenix would have been in the conversation. Or if, you know, the Warriors would have had, then it would have been this. In the like, there's always these other scenarios as to why Denver is the champion. And it's never, Denver just played a hell of a season and had a good-ass team. 
like that, like they're that, like that's just the bottom line. There's never any respect for why or how they won. It's always these what aboutisms that would have happened if something or else would have happened if that made them champions. It's the respect that they don't get that I think is going to fuel them into this season. And I think we all respect Jokic and what he can do, and we all know what he can do. As a matter of fact, I'm going to ask you guys about your MVPs momentarily. But I think that Jokic gets the respect he's deserved. Do I think Jamal Murray gets it? No. <laughs> and he was very critical to that championship run last season. As a matter of fact, were we not saying two years ago that if Jamal Murray had not gotten hurt, that that would have been the team that would have made it to the NBA Finals. And yet they came into this year, came into last year, still sleeping. We yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I Still sleeping. Chloe, you over here just, yes, yes. Because (laughs) you're you're saying, you're articulating all, like every point. And that's that's why I'm so passionate about Denver. But to Chris's point, the problem is they're not the sexy team. They're they're just not. Compared to what everyone else did in the offseason, what everyone's core looks like, it's not them. But to your point, Sarika, like that's what fuels them. Every year, every year. Sneakily, the Nuggets got better, right? Every year they kept this core packed in tight. They don't make major changes. That's how they've won. That's how they succeed. And they're going to keep doing that. And, and to me, with the East, I don't know what y'all got going on over there. I, I can't confidently say over there who's going to be the team standing at the end of the day. I really can't. But on the West, I do feel really passionate about Denver. And to Tarika's point, depending on who that East team is, they won't be able to beat Denver. Like to me, if Milwaukee makes it, they have a good chance. I don't think the Celtics can handle Denver. I don't think the Heat could handle Denver. I don't think any of the other teams over there outside of the Bucks can handle Denver. And you know how it gets in playoffs. You you just don't know who's going to finish. Yep. And to your point, Chloe, they coming into this season with a healthy Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. What? Come on now. Y'all better stop being disrespectful on Denver. (laughs) What I'm interested in is y'all y'all talking about sleeping on the Nuggets. The Lakers have had a lot to say about the Nuggets talking all that trash. Mike Malone, you know what I'm saying, all of the rest of the Nuggets. And they they feel like they're getting shitted on a little bit. So like, what? So what? I'm just saying you like so what? Y'all ain't earned the reason. Y'all ain't earned. Y'all have not earned an opportunity to, for somebody to care about your feelings being hurt because you no. No, so what? Bro, we already had this conversation how I feel about Bron. Love you, Bron. Not really, but love you, Bron. You just like it's 21 years, bro. Come on. Like we we old in here. Like relax. Did you see, so hold on, hold on. Did you see one. the way he was moving though? I mean, and no, we still here when you are a phenomenal player, Chris. You can do stuff at a level that other players can't do, but it's still not the best level that you can do. You get what I'm saying? So it's like you're still superseding what most people can do, but for LeBron standards, you ain't even on you ain't even on bronze standards no more. You just better than everybody else, kind of, sorta, a little bit. But it still don't mean it's time for some new blood. And what it also means is that you alone can't carry this team to a championship no more. How long? Like we've seen Bron carry teams to championships. That Bron is not here no more. That Bron needs help, and I don't see that help that that he needs. 
in in LA, especially not with, if you if you breathe on me too heavy, Anthony Davis, I'm down for six months. No, 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 no. Chloe, you got to get in here. You got to you got to you got to stand up. You know, you got to stand up. Because girl, we know I lie. I'm not talking about the Lakers. I'm not talking about the Lakers. They're we not. They're close in the West. They're nowhere close nope. in the West. I'm sorry. Bye, Bron. Bron <laughs> may still be the face of this league, but it's not his league. It's not his league. He needs more help. He no chance with Phoenix. No chance with the Nuggets. Yeah. Lakers done. Done. I'm not, done. Like, it's they need not to even, blow it not, all up. What? They need to blow it all up. Done. Oh my God! Done. Yo, Anthony not a Davis. Conversation. Anthony Davis is not making it through this season. I, I wouldn't bet my mortgage on it. I wouldn't oh bet anything on that. I, Why Giannis can give me some of that 184 million, and let me bet that Anthony Davis will not make it through this season, and then also give me his money. They no chance. The Lakers have no chance. And make sure make sure we post this clip. The Lakers have no <laughs> chance. None. So I think we've all made it clear who we think will win the title next year. But just for the sake of the record, like, let's just, Chloe, who you got winning it all next year and who's your MVP? Denver Nuggets, Jokic, period. Chris? Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo. You heard it here in 4K. Well, it's 720p in my camera, but yeah, you got it. I am, um, I think Denver ultimately will repeat as champions, back-to-back, back-to-back champions. Um, But I think, be ready for this. I think Joel Embiid going back-to-back for for MVPs. Because Philly about to have to show all the way out, and he going to have to do it because he ain't about to get no help in James Harden. So I think it's going to end up being a battle for MVP again between him and Jokic, and he about to grab it. Really? Yup. Nope. Oh. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I don't. I don't agree with that. However, <laughs> but you know, I don't hate um, it. <laughs> hey. If you like it, I love it, Tarika. So that that's that's what we're gonna roll with. And yep. I'm really uh I can't wait to see the look in your face um if Joe Embiid does not win. Same look that I had in twenty twenty two when he ain't win MVP. Same look I had then. <laughs> Which was what? You <laughs> stupid. You stupid, Tarika. You know, I'm a WNBA voter, but I am not an NBA voter, and I might need to work on this. I might need to work. I need to work on that. Get my status up. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality 
to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in in a different aspect of my life now. So, How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys. So last week, um, the Phoenix Mercury announced that they were hiring a new head coach in Nate Tibbetts, right? So Tibbetts was an assistant coach for the Orlando Magic. Um, He's been through the coaching ranks on the men's side. He was an assistant coach in Portland, assistant coach in Cleveland, He coached in the G League, but he's never had any head coaching experience. He's never coached in the women's game. In fact, the closest that he's even been to coaching in the women's game is his dad, who was like a girls high school basketball coach in South Dakota. That's neither here nor there. Um, So I was a bit ticked off when I heard this um, last week because for for various, various different reasons um, in which I'll get into those momentarily. But there I now have a new level of elevated festivity after watching the introductory press conference that took place at the latter part of last week. And one thing that stood out to me um, specifically is when Nate Tibbetts said, this is a new league for me. I want to be educated. I'm going to talk to our players. I want to hear about the growth of this league. I want to hear and understand the struggles that they've gone through. I know that I've got some things to learn when it comes to the WNBA. This this is who you hired to be your head coach. You don't even know the league. Have you watched the game? Have you followed a social media page or anything? You don't know nothing. You don't know nothing, bro. So I there. So there have been plenty 
of reasons. I think that several folks have given over the last few days as to why this is all wrong. Okay. And some of these reasons I think have been misconstrued. Number one, it is not because he's a man per se. Okay. There are two other men who are coaching in the league, Eric Tebow in Washington and Kurt Miller in, uh, in, in Los Angeles. And you know, I've got a great relationship with Kurt Miller. He was coaching for Connecticut. I've been covering Connecticut for three years. So I've got a great relationship with Kurt. If one of these gentlemen, um, if nothing else, these men have said men can coach in this league. Number one, number two, we are not discriminatory to the point where we can say, well, we don't want no men coaching because ain't no men coaching in the in, ain't no women coaching in the NBA, blah, 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 blah. Nobody's saying that. But these two, one, Eric Tebow has been around women's basketball almost the entirety of his life. His father um, also coached in this game, in this in the WNBA for many years. He was an assistant with the Washington Mystics and worked his way through the ranks for many years, earning that position. Kurt Miller, another one, a pioneer in this league when it comes to coaching women's basketball he coached at the college level he's coaching now again took you know the connecticut sun to six straight years of success uh three wnba finals like clearly these are people who understand the nature of the game when i think about the last person who came into this game from the nba with no coaching experience and no past experience as a player i'm thinking about Derek fisher how did that happen Mm. Derek Fisher was a horrible coach. <clears throat> I mean, he wasn't the best coach in the NBA either, but that's neither here nor there. But he was a horrible coach in terms of X's and O's. He was a horrible coach in terms of understanding player personnel. I knew the shit was was fake. Fake was was out of control when you benched Candace Parker in the in the freaking WNBA semifinals. So I say all this to say, and I have a lot more, but I want to get Chloe in here. Um as a former player, as a coach, I need to understand, one, how those that are not um, in the social world, not reporters, I need to understand how they have viewed this. But also, I need to understand, as a coach yourself, how it feels in a way to see people who maybe you have worked alongside or could see as deserving um, for a head coaching position in the at the next level and just kind of get passed over for this dude who don't know nothing about the W? I think it's, it makes the league look like a joke. And I think especially as women and this league in particular, how hard they've had to fight just to be given opportunities, looked at as equals, and then for Phoenix to do not just something like this, but to also make him the highest paid coach in the WNBA, the highest paid coach with no experience. And let's take that a step further. Do you think Nikki Blue has any chance of getting an NBA head coaching job if she just tried right now? If she tried right now, and that's my point, right? No, no shot, no chance. They wouldn't even give Becky a head coaching job. Right. They played no in their chance. face. No chance. And we're talking about this game where your X's and O's, your pin game has to be immaculate, on point. Going back to your point, Derek Fisher, terrible. So there's no precedent. There's no precedent for that, right? It, it didn't work out. And I hate it even more, especially for Phoenix, right? To me, who is similar to the Las Vegas Aces, you have owners that are willing to invest. 
at the highest rate so that their team can be successful. But this head coaching hire was a huge miss. And I think it it's even worse because Nikki Blue honestly did a great job for what she was giving, for what she had, and for her not to get another chance. To me, it's also what does that show women? What does that show black women, right? I, I want to keep black women in sports. I want to keep giving black women more opportunities, right? She bare, she made the most of her opportunity. I, there isn't a single coach in that league. You give Becky Hammond that team, same thing. Same thing with what with what that roster was, right? Completely depleted. And I got to tell y'all, the players are pissed. The coaches are not happy, right? Especially, and I'm not going to name names, but for the coaches that have been in that league for years and have mm-hmm. seen the success that they've had, they're pissed. You, you, you know, it's funny. Um, as Chloe says, you know, the players are pissed, the coaches are pissed. Well, a player who maybe genuinely is not pissed is Diana Taurasi, right? And she was interviewed about the hire. And somebody asked her, yeah, so what do you think about all the criticism, you know, thrown, you know, Tibbet's way? She was like, well, you know, I have experience with, you know, a guy who has no women's basketball experience coming in as a head coach. And that was Paul Westhead. We won a WNBA title. Well, that was back in 2007. And may I remind you, DT, Paul Westhead won a title in the NBA. He was at the highest level, the pinnacle. That's just so disingenuous. Well, yeah, we got experience, you know. We saw what happened when he came over, Paul Westhead. And and the fact that, you know, what really pisses me off is the fact that nobody from the media, um, from what I saw, asked the GM or Nate about him being the highest paid coach in WNBA history. Like, yeah. 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 Chris. What? Chris. I'm just as a reporter pissed. They didn't ask about that. And they didn't ask who was the coaching pool. It's like, what are y'all scared for? You know, it's one of those things where as a reporter, you're like, Oh, somebody's going to ask this question. Somebody's going to ask it. The obvious question sometimes may not be asked clearly. And and that, that's a failure, but you guys all make so many great points about how it really undermines, you know, what the WNBA should be about. And it's like, he's got his train, a learner's permit. Yeah. We're going to yeah learn, learn a W and, and then the social media team. And I'm not going to call them out because I know they have directives, but who's ever telling them what to do. Incredibly insensitive. They're talking about girl, dad, as if that's a qualifier for being a head coach in the W. And then they got a picture talking about with him, his wife, and his kids. We're a family. I don't think y'all much of a family uh, the way y'all locked uh, Skylar Diggins Smith out of the, the practice facility. But I'm sleeping on that, though. I, I, oof. It, I think going back to the reporters and the journalists, to me, not asking that question. I'm thinking on the on the other side of the press conference where we can't see. It's like they're like, hey, if anybody says anything, y'all ain't never coming back in here and y'all can't cover any of these games. Right. Like as a journalist, it's it's insane to me. 
you do want a head coach that's willing to learn, but I want the best head coach to coach me. I want the person who knows the most. I want the person X and O's. I have no question in the huddle. I don't want to see your hands shake on that board. I don't want to see that. What What's interesting about that point, Chloe, is that this came right after Chicago just had announced Teresa Weatherspoon. Right. So it's like, first of all, we have we are we were starting to see to your point about seeing the best. We have started to see the shift in former W players coming back and coaching roles. And that shift has been successful for several teams. Why would you? So this makes me think, first of all, who is advising you, Matt? And then Nick Uren, who is the, 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 the general manager, also coming from an NBA background. Like it to me, it it makes a bigger, more magnified point. And we know that sports is a microcosm of of society. But there's this notion that NBA equals better. And they don't got to come from, you know, even as reporters, even as reporters, I get people all the time who will say to me, I love what you're doing in the W. What what happens? How are you working towards getting to the NBA? And, And my response is what makes you think that I want to cover as a reporter the NBA? Like, that's not an elevation. Like, I'm I'm already reporting on the highest league that I would like to cover. So the NBA is not a stepping, it's not a new, it's not, it's not an elevated position for me. If I go from reporting in the W to reporting in the NBA, I'm still a reporter. There's like, there's no elevation there. Right. And there's this mindset. I think that shifts that people think, well, this coach is coming from the NBA. That means he must be good. No, that does not mean he must be good. Where was anybody telling you Maybe you should look at candidates that are already leading the coaching pool. I would have even been cool if he'd be like, look, we tried to go after Neil Ivy. She right. Neil probably gonna tell you no, but at yeah. least you tried. You know what I mean? I would I would have said, listen, we wanted to go after Dawn Staley. Dawn probably would have told you no, but at least you tried. Like those are going after the greatest and biggest minds in 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 the women's game, even if not at an NBA, at a WNBA level or or former player or whatever. But to just settle in a way and then not disclose. And I've never been more disappointed in my fellow reporters in that room who did not ask the questions that needed to be answered. What are y'all doing? Y'all are supposed to cover this league in a way that provides information. We still don't know how much that they were, how much he's getting paid to make him the highest paid person. And he ain't winning championships like Becky Hammond. So what is that about? But the commonality that you see with Matt Ishbia, Nick Uren, Nate Tibbetts, they're all white males, right? That I'm not saying they made those decisions because they're white, but they're all white males, okay? They're all white males. Um, but you know who's not predominantly white? The Las Vegas Aces. They are black as shit, right? <laughs> and they, let me tell you, we're going to get into it in a little bit. But they absolutely went all in during their parade on Monday night. We're going to tell y'all what they did after the break. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, Already know. Each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, 
monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. All right, y'all, we're back, and the Las Vegas Aces just went back-to-back a short while ago, and they celebrated their victory at the parade in Vegas, where the whole team was on 1,000. Like, when Asia talked about how, you know, last year I said four shots, this year we going eight, they might have been 15. (laughs) Like, Becky Hammond, the head coach, she's supposed to be the dope in the room. She's over here talking, talking to Sid on her live. Like, I know who in the f- are you talking to? Like, I'm on live. She's like, what is live? <laughs> what is live? Of- yeah. <laughs> like, then we then we got the I'm an old ass. I don't I don't say the B word, but y'all can say it. Um, from Becky and the shirts, yo, the shirts that they wore, like um Jackie Young where she had her look, I think it was after game two, where she had her glasses on, and the, um, the text said, yeah, I'm silent, but my ring's loud. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. And then Asia Wilson, you know, had her shirt on the front. It said back-to-back, and the blurred out was her, like, shouting, roaring after an and one. And then you see John Quell, Benajelani, and Stewie all like, come on, are you fucking serious? This, this woman again. And then on the back of the shirt, 
it had seven the number 17 25 17 ending the one which represented all the MVP MVP votes you got first second and third and then that 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 first place vote that dumbass <laughs> I'm sorry, that dumbass voter who voted her fourth who voted her fourth by the way by the way hold up Kelsey Plum shared on Instagram that she was playing with a bang thumb post All Star break. So she was cooking these ladies with a banged up thumb on her shooting hand. Like, listen, <laughs> listen, <laughs> Chloe, go please. Go. Yeah, let me let me talk about it. I we need to talk about Becky Hammond, okay? Because I was y'all, I was nervous. I'm like, I'm first of all, I'm so happy that it is Vegas. Because I feel like we can get the unhinged version of Becky Hammond and it is completely okay, right? Like if she was the head coach of another organization, I would have been really, really nervous for her to wake up this morning. But I know the criteria was eight shots in and and (laughs) Becky was definitely eight shots in because the fumbling and bumbling of the words, child, and the slurs, I'm like, "Is is this my head coach? Is this my head coach? And her saying three for 17, Ooh. three for 17. I was like, whoa, whoa, am I hearing, am I hearing things right? And I'm like, I'm like, I know Stewie is, is star circling, underlining. They're, they're bookmarking all the tweets, all the videos. And to me, Asia Wilson's, the whole team's pettiness level, but especially yes. Asia Wilson and the fact that I am a Drake connoisseur with the back-to-back, yeah. with the back-to-back yeah. shirt, like pettiness level at an all-time high. But that just goes to show you how much they do not like the Liberty, how much they do that- not like them. Like, because the Aces are petty, but I'm, I'm telling you, if you guys would have heard them, after game three, just what people were saying, I, I had dinner with a couple of them. I knew I knew it was over. I, couple, I knew it was. You had a couple. You had, a couple, uh, you had dinner with a couple of the, the Aces players. A couple of the Aces, yeah. Okay, a couple of it. the Aces after game three, and to hear the things that they were saying, and I didn't get to see the group chat, but I heard what was being sent in the group chat, right? Which was pictures, videos. <laughs> A lot of different things that the Liberty was doing to the Aces. And well, Chloe's got Wilson, the tea right now. Listen, listen, I'm, not, I'm not gonna name no names. I'm not gonna name no names. We don't need no names. But, but the way <laughs> that and Asia Wilson said it herself too, right? Like publicly, she sees all the tweets. She sees all the stories. She may not respond in right. the moment, but that girl, I'm talking before the game in her black forces, is you looking, know who is else? looking through. You know who else sees all the tweets? Her mama. Oh, <laughs> Miss Eva plays no games. Do you understand me? After the after game four, after game four, I was in the back. So I'm like, listen, I know they got so they had this rule. I'm telling, so don't WNBA don't be mad at me. So they had this rule that was like, yo, we can't do personal interviews, blah 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 blah, because we set up all of the national interviews for whatever. And I was like, that's not gonna fly for me. I need some one-on-one time. So, you know, working the room, working the connections, talking to the right PR people. I ended up being able to be with local media in the post game, like in the celebration with the family, trophy presents, take the pictures, all of that stuff. Right. So when Miss Eva came up to me and she said, and T, 
I need you to tell the people. I see the. Sh- I see what they. Cause she caught herself. I said. Ugh. <laughs> She said, I see what they be writing and I want you to let them know that I'm, I'm coming for them. If they keep, I said, oh, Miss Wilson said, y'all better quit talking these shenanigans on this app. So following directions, I tweeted out, Miss Eva told me specifically to tell y'all that she know who be talking smack on this app, but I ain't say smack. She know who be talking shit on this app and... If y'all don't cut it out, she going to handle business herself. So it ain't just the players who know what be is being said. The players' parents and families also know what is being said. And they are ready to get it down to all of those people. So I can only imagine what the group chat looked like. So we talking about how everybody sees everything. So Usher didn't see Asia Wilson ask him to come to that parade. Because he fake. Usher he had a performance. He had a. The parade was at five. You right. You right. The parade's at five. I don't know he when to make yeah. it. You right. Because this now is year two. Yeah. This is year two of 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 them begging Usher to pull up like that. Is, Usher, come on. We can't even get a, a quote tweet. We can't get nothing. They he's too busy trying to charge you three hundred dollars to come to his residency. That's <laughs> what he's doing. Yo, he's been in that residency for like the whole year. I'm Set sorry. them up with the VIP package. Bring yeah. the aces to the concert, like some. Give him some. that VIP treatment. Come on now. They, they yeah, they, he, yeah. He he needs to do better. Like they I know say. he showed up to the practice facility one time. Asia wasn't there. Um, Jackie Young and some other players were there, but yeah, Usher. Uh, sure. Ace is giving you all this love. Like what? They what had two do? chains. They had two. They chains. did. They had two chains. They did. And that that fit well, you know, with them going back to back. Right, get the two rings coming forward. Um, I just want to throw this out really quick, though, on a serious note that I really love this for Las Vegas, and I mean like the city of Las Vegas. In the last year, they've had to throw three parades two for the Aces, one for the Vegas Golden Knights, who won the NHL championship. There's been rumors about an NBA team possibly coming to Vegas in the coming years that'll be playing at T Mobile Arena. They um, already just won the bid earlier this year to have the the Oakland A's moved to their team. So Vegas is slowly but surely turning from being just the party town to being like a championship town. That's amazing. It says a lot for people that are looking to invest in expansion teams. Um, And I know we haven't really talked about WNBA expansion on this show, and I'm sure that we will, but it's definitely a, a good look to see this city have so much success early on from a sports perspective that I feel like it really gives confidence for other cities that if you get the right ownership and you have the right people behind you and you get the support of the fans, you really can make something out of nothing. Right. hundred percent. And uh, let me just say, you speak about, you know, getting the right ownership. Mark Davis, he don't give a damn. Like they were cursing up a storm talking all this shit, Chelsea, Becky, Sydney, Sydney was going off and he just smiling like, yeah, I'm gonna pay them fines, baby. I don't care. Delve into the visceral world of hip hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday. Are y'all 
already know. Each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. All right, we're back here on the three and three pod and ladies and gentlemen, um, since Halloween is coming close to us, I just want to ask Tarika, what is your favorite Halloween candy? Well, I know many of you will find this quite surprising actually, because I never talk about this. I never tweet about this. I don't drop memes about this in the group chat or anything, but I am a huge fan of candy corn. That is my favorite Halloween candy. I am so, first of all, do you see my earrings? Like, I know y'all that are listening can't see, but I have candy corn earrings. And I'm actually wearing my This Girl Loves Halloween shirt. um, Because Halloween's my favorite holiday. And so, team candy corn all day, every day. So, we're talking about candy corn. Yeah, we're talking about candy corn. I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. But you got to let me get this off because I love candy corn just as much as Tarika. Come on, I don't give a damn what people say. I don't care if they make fun of me. They laugh at me. Like, candy corn, it's so delicious. When you put it in your mouth and you take that first bite, it's it's just an injection of pure 
sweetness that feels like, baby, I can do whatever I want. It is. And I'm going to continue to eat and eat and eat. And you know what? I forgot. I was going to bring a bag you know, candy corn on the show I, to eat, you know, but it, it was too early uh, at the at this taping. But yeah, candy corn is phenomenal, Chloe. And I know you're looking at me like I got five heads and I really don't care because that makes me happy. It makes me happy to have candy corn. <laughs> now, I'm going to let you go. We're talking about candy corn. I know, I know, I know for the number one Halloween candy that we did not just dedicate two minutes to candy corn. <laughs> we did. No, no way. Because first of all, let me tell you why it's not, it's not candy corn. Okay. Number one, it's just the name. Like, first of all, I don't believe in sweet and salty. Cinnamon sugar pretzels, out. What? Okay? Kettle corn, out. Okay. Candy okay. corn, big out. You, you ain't coming back. You ain't coming big back. Out. Oh, oh you out. really you out here wild. Ain't nothing wrong with cinnamon sugar pretzels. Like, you that, are losing you, all credibility yeah. right now, Chloe. <laughs> But, but candy corn, first of all, what did candy corn ever do to you? It's nasty. For, it's me, for me as an individual, if I pull up to your house and you are the candy corn house, I'm not coming back there. I'm not coming back. I am not coming back. You know whose house I want to go to? The one who's giving me the king size chocolate bars. But you're the I candy wanna... corn house. Tarika, you do not want to be known as the candy corn house. I'm but here's the thing. Right now. Here's the thing. I'm, I am not just the candy corn house. Like I have the little packets of candy corn, but I also have like the Snickers and the Skittles and all of that. Now I ain't got the King's ass. So we, we rolling up on that crib together because right. these kids right here be wanting too much. Yeah, we rolling up. But the, here's my, here's my problem. My problem is all of the smoke. That candy corn gets. I don't see y'all giving the same energy to circus peanuts, and that shit been nasty forever. I don't see y'all giving the same energy to to the little butterscotch. They ain't even got no name. They just the candy in the black and orange wrapper. They ain't got no name. They just nasty, and they just every Halloween they come out, and somebody always gonna put that nasty shit in your bag. And don't nobody got no smoke for the Halloween candy. Nobody got no smoke for the day little the little the little candy in the gold wrapper. They don't even have real words on it but y'all got all this smoke for candy corn that's why it comes in a pack that's why i come like a hundred pieces because we got to stick together tarika let me tell you something right now and this is this is how much i despise candy corn okay and i need y'all to turn me up in the headphones right now i will eat two almond joys over a candy corn that's well, how much i don't like hey. Candy corn. You said that like almond joy is nasty. Right, right. That's what I gotta go. Oh my god. Cut the cut the tape. Cut the tape. No, 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 no. Time out. I need you to say that again because I don't think I heard you. Almond joy is so good. Sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Almond joy has nuts, mouths don't. I will eat a mouth and an almond joy. I ain't never heard nobody say it like that. You ain't never like seen it. You've never seen the commercial. Sometimes you feel like a nut. No. Sometimes you don't. Oh, oh okay. I have seen nuts. it. I have, okay, I have seen it. But I never, it never stuck in my totally, head because that's not totally what I telling, Totally telling my age right now. Totally telling my age right now, guys. I can't believe, I cannot believe that y'all are, that you have this much hate in your heart, Chloe. I thought so differently of you when we started this show and now you out here hating on candy corn at the same time hating on almond joys man you 
I am disgusted. I am thoroughly disgusted. I cannot believe. Yeah, I was disgusted too. I'm you done. in the chat talking about Paul. We're done. You he like Almond Joys? Chris, you I like Almond Joys? Yeah, I like him. I like him. Yeah. I mean, he might not have the same passion for Almond Joy as he had for candy corn, but it's like not it. disgusting. Yeah, I thought you was about to say like a whatchamacallit or a York peppermint patty or some stuff. Right. You talking about uh, Almond Joy? Or like black, black licorice. Or black licorice or something. Yeah. When you go through the candy as a kid, and y'all, y'all got kids now, are they trick or treating age? I have no trick or treaters. I have no. I have no children. I have no child. Oh. I have no children either. Oh, okay. Matter of fact, strike that whole thing from the record. So we're gonna bring that back. We're gonna bring that way back. Okay, you know what? but what I'm saying is, as a kid, and and the bag is full, the pillowcase is full. I pour it all out. The almond joys, and you separate the candy. The almond joys go to my mother. I'm not. I'm not eating that. And I'm still to this day. I may not be trick or treating, but I'm not eating an almond joy. And I damn sure ain't am not eating candy corn. We are gonna go ahead and end this conversation at this point yeah, because because Chloe out here didn't just she didn't dis- she didn't disrespected everybody born after 1984. <laughs> if you are <laughs> just if you just all of us all of the 80s babies are now in trouble because Chloe said that <laughs> we are horrible people for eating almond joys and candy corn. That is totally fine. Chloe, thank you for joining the show, but your invitation has been revoked. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I love y'all. I just hope, oh my I, hope I don't God. get canceled for, for oh Candy Corn and Almond Joy. I, I don't want to go down like that. Please cancel me for sure. at least saying the Lakers aren't doing nothing this year. She yeah. is can- she, she canceled in my book for Almond Joy. No, all seriousness though, Chloe, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Um, we will definitely have you back so we won't talk about candy because I'm going to be distraught every time I think about this conversation. Chris, you already know we are holding it down um, for next week. We will be back next week. And listen, if you guys are listening to the show, y'all need to let us know what y'all think of the show, right? So you guys need to make sure that y'all are following the 3 on 3 pod on all social platforms, on Instagram, on X, formerly known as Twitter, but I'm going to still call it Twitter because that's what it is to me. It's Twitter. It's what it is. Um, if you guys are listening in any of your apps, make sure you leave us a review, rate, subscribe, be like, yo, we love the show. We hate the show. If you say you hate the show, I'm going to track you down and I'm going to ask you why you hate the show because I am about that life. I'm from Detroit, seven miles. I got all the smoke. So continue to listen to the three on three pod. You can listen to the three on three podcast on IHOP radio app or wherever you get your pods. Until next week, friends, we out of here. Peace. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. 
Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steel, is every Thursday already a know. podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.